Yo, 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 what's going on? It's Troy from TNT Unleashed Podcast. This is the podcast where authenticity lives, ego comes to die. We talk about life, we talk about relationships, we talk about everything in between. You might laugh, you might cry, but we hope you leave Unleashed. Trail, what's up, brother? What's happening? What's happening? What's the business with you? Hey, first and foremost, you know what we got to do first. We got to take a sip. Let's take a sip and sip. Take a little sip. Sip and sip. I wish For, I could sing, man. Uh, you can't sing. Don't sing on the podcast. I, I'm going to sing whenever I feel like it. You know like <laughs> hey, first things first. How's your day, brother? My day was good. I know we just said don't sing. I wish I could sing. No, my day was good, man. It was, it was relaxing. Yeah? You know, that weather changing. Uh, that gum. Feels good outside. It feels good outside. Feels nice and fallish. Yes. Can you dig it? But uh, yeah, it was overall a good day, man. I had a good day too, man. I was uh, sitting down on the patio today. Mm-hmm. I work, you know, I work from home. Facts. And so I decided I'm going to change my scenery. Mm-hmm. Well, the problem with changing your scenery is when you change your scenery outside, mm-hmm. you can't predict the elements. Talk to me. So I'm outside. I want to call today. Yeah. <laughs> I'm in the middle of a real intense executive type conversation. Right. And when the goddamn stink bugs come flying in the frame, <laughs> they come flying in the frame. I'm sitting, I'm swatting. I'm like, oh, Lord, they're going to think I'm so unprofessional. But yeah. but then I said, I don't care. Right. It is what it is. I bet they got stink bugs, too. Why would you care? You're outside. I'm That's outside. That's where bugs live. Hey, bugs live outside. It is what it is. I had a squirrel walking in my garage the other night. <laughs> what? That scared me to death. Did he try to shake hands with you? All I know is I'm scared of anything fast. Yeah. Anything fast. Cats, squirrels. What else? Snakes. Snakes. Oh, I snakes. I don't give a damn about a snake. Hey, snakes. Snakes are. I'm, I'm death scared of snakes. How, how, how much? I, I got snake away, I got mothballs, I got anything you can imagine to not have a snake come out. If a snake come to my house, I'm going to be, my wife going to like think I'm the biggest you know what in the world, because I'm running. You know what, too. Uh, listen, could you go survive in the woods? How long could you survive in the woods? I'm never going to the woods, because I ain't going to survive in the woods. How long could you survive in them? One day. One day? What would you need to survive in the woods? You better give me a, a machete. I need a gun. A gun. I need a gun. I need mm-hmm. a machete, mm-hmm. and I need some water. What you got? You ain't gonna last that long. I need some fire too. Yeah, you need that first, cause you ain't gonna have none of that shit. Uh, it is. What you need? I need. I need uh, shelter. Okay. Water. Okay. Fire. Okay. Okay. And a, a way to keep bugs away from me, homes. <laughs> so you gonna have a mosquito deterrent in the woods? Something like that, cause. Oh man. You ain't I- never seen naked and afraid. I have seen Naked Afraid, and I don't like it, because every time I look at it, it look like a bunch of people that's sick, and they need to go home. <laughs> that's what it look like. Yeah, talk to me, man. What's What's been going on? Look, let me tell you something. I I feel real good. You know why? Our last episode, Mr. Midlife Crisis, we got a lot of great feedback on that episode, bro. That's I feel like we unleashed some people, man. What you think? We did, man. I think it was good. Uh, I think that we unpacked just the beginning of the suitcase, though. I yes. think that we have to do a part two. What you think, man? Part two is is on the horizon because, I mean, look, we talked about how, how midlife crisis affects you socially. We talked about how it affects you sexually. We talked about how it affects you in your parental space. Yeah. But there's so many more layers to unpack. In fact, I got to give a shout out today. Talk to me. My boy John, one of my mentors, but also my homie, he, he bought us a book. He listened to the episode. He said... I'm going to send y'all this book because I think it's, it will speak to you in this space of your life. Let me show you the book. Let me show you. Yeah. Shout out to John. What's happening? I got the book and I love it, man. Hey, 
John sent us this book. This is, this is how you know you have dope friends. Mm-hmm. They don't just like send you BS. They send you stuff that enrich you. So this book is called The Way of the Superior Man. Mm-hmm. It says, A Spiritual Guide to Mastering the Challenges of Women, Work, and Sexual Desire. That's a fact, man. That's a fact. Thank you so much, John. Thank John, you for we appreciate you, brother. But I, I want to read something. I, something that spoke to me. I, I'm only like halfway through it, right? Mm-hmm. But there was a section in here. Let me just read it to you because I think we're going to do a whole episode on this. And it kind of leads into what we're going to talk about later today. But this says, chapter 3 says, live as if your father were dead. I know that people are going to think that's like crazy, right? But when you, when you break it down, it says, a man must love his father and yet be free of his father's expectations and criticisms in order to be a free man. You talk about being unleashed. That's some unleashed stuff right there. Yeah, that's some deep shit. <laughs> for sure. I was trying to be politically correct, but yeah, man, I ain't got time for that, man. You know what, be cousin. Hey. So look, <laughs> uh, let's talk about this though, man. So uh, when you talk about being unleashed and not being controlled and all mm-hmm. that, let's talk about this midlife crisis part two. Yeah. So I feel like we did a good job of covering three categories of ourselves. Absolutely. Right. But we also said you can go through a midlife crisis anywhere from thirty to sixty. So I think we have to explore. <sighs> All those spaces, explore spaces we don't understand, perhaps get feedback from our homies who are trying to stay relevant. And, you know, Bro. We, we're right there on the cusp, you know what I mean? We, we uh, are. So we're still relevant, and we still got these great things going on, but I want to prepare myself for the future. So I would love to have a part two, talk to uh, people that mm-hmm. have been there and passed it or in the midst of it a little bit further on, so forth and so on. So I think part two is going to be dope. It's going to be dope. And by the way, audience, just know part two is coming. It's coming. And so, just be ready. But for tonight, before we get into the topic for tonight, I want to know something. Well, actually, something's on my mind. Let me hit it. Is this your unleashed thought? Nope. Not yet? Okay. I don't even want to get there yet. Okay. Before I get there, I want to talk about the Cheesecake Factory. Okay, Cheesecake Factory. The Cheesecake Factory done pissed me off this week. Okay. And I'm going to tell you why. So, everybody listening, they know this is a big topic of discussion about the young lady who decided that she was going to go on a date with a guy. Right? He decided he was going to take her to the Cheesecake Factory. I don't. I don't really don't give a damn if it was true or not, but the way it was presented, it was like she said, "I'm just too cute to go to Cheesecake Factory, and I don't do chain restaurants." Let me tell you why it spoke to my spirit. Mm, mm, mm. It spoke to my <laughs> he's talking about, mm, mm, the mm. church's money. Look, it spoke to my spirit because me and my wife, my wife and I. How you say it? Me and my wife, my wife and I. We unleash. We say however you feel like. Um, one of our first dates was the Cheesecake Factory. Mm-hmm. And so when she when when they said she too good for the cheesecake factory, right? I was triggered because mm. I was like, my wife loves cheesecake factory. Mm-hmm. I still order, matter of fact, my wife ordered cheesecake factory tonight. She got me some cheesecake, some chicken strips. It's got a big ass menu. I yep. got chicken strips. I got some spaghetti for my daughter. I got all the things, mm-hmm. and I enjoy cheesecake factory. Now I don't like the menu, right? Right. But all I'm saying, what I'm saying, all this to say is, have we gotten to a place where? The Cheesecake Factory is not acceptable for a young man and a young woman to sit down, break bread, and get to know each other? All right. So, first of all, we're not talking about Cheesecake Factory. We're talking about a mature adult and a non-mature adult. It's very simple. Simple. Do you want to have a man? Or you Do you want to date? Get your ass out the car and go on a date and have a good time. <laughs> exactly. You know what I mean? Don't worry about it. But, you know, this is why I don't participate in the social media space too much. Mm-hmm. I'm getting there, y'all. Troy is working on me, I'm Lord. trying. I'm trying. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, I posted the first time in my life, the first time in my life just liking anything, posting anything, or anything just a few months ago. Whew. And I don't fool with it because it's an alternate universe. It is. And I'm like, this got to be fake. 
You you on a date. You on a date with somebody that's at your window yeah. being kind to you, so it's probably fake anyway. But let's pretend like it's real, yeah. which I don't like doing, because I don't like to distort my reality. But the reality is, look, I bet she eat uh, that gum Zaxby's. I bet she do. She eat Five Guys. She eat Wendy's. On a drunk night, she she probably eat Waffle House. All I know is when I saw the camera, I just felt in my mind that she eats fast food. Maybe she don't eat chain restaurants. She look like she eat fast food. I'm just saying. Everybody eat a little something fast. Everybody, you know, it's socially acceptable to eat fast things. <laughs> I think so. But if you got to go sit down all of a sudden, it just depends, really. You know what I mean? So that's just maturity versus non-maturity, and I don't give a damn about her date at all. I, I, I don't care either. Yeah. I, I really don't care. She should She should walk home. She should. I'm glad he left. Mm-hmm. It is what it is. So it brings me to the second topic of the discussion. We had Cheesecake Factory. What about the oyster lady? So I heard a lady ate. 48 oysters on her first date and recorded it all and then got mad because he left in the middle of the date. Was he wrong for leaving? Man, is that that thing you sent me, man? Yeah, I sent it to you. I'm, it is what it is. This is another distortion. That shit was fake. The girl wasn't even in the video. She was like <laughs> eating a whole bunch of damn oysters. If she slipped right down on a date, bro, I yeah, swear yeah. she should have been left she a long like, time ago. I ain't got time for oyster later. Oyster later, listen. <laughs> if you can eat that many oysters, then buy your own damn oysters. I know she had the bubble guts that night. Buy your own damn oysters. Look, ain't nobody designed to eat that many oysters. That's that's not okay. Buy your own shit. Look, look. That's immaturity versus imm- uh, uh, maturity. <sighs> anyway. What's the, what's the oyster limit? If you go on a date and you're eating oysters, you got to pay. First of all, this is another thing. They act like you got to pay per oyster. That's how I know it's fake. You get a bushel of oysters. How, <laughs> how, when last time you counted how many oysters you had? She said, I had exactly 48, 48 oysters. And he left at the 47 oyster. Shit, who gives a damn? I don't care. I don't care. Which it feels like at this moment we a little unleashed. Yeah, let's get that. This is this is making my this is getting my shit. So what going. I need to know, going. I need to know, what is your unleashed thought for the day? I'll tell you exactly what it is, Troy. You ready? Yep, I'm ready. <sighs> I'm gonna take a deep breath for this, man. The most disgusting thing to me in the world is this when one. somebody has white sauce in the corner of their mouth when they eating chicken. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Like you ever you ever been out watching the game? Cause you you been out the game, or you out with a fine woman, and yeah. you know that that gun mild <laughs> buffalo wing come out, yeah. and she do it in that ranch, and there's just white sauce in the corner of the mouth. White sauce, man, nothing makes hold my on, skin crawl more Trail. than white sauce in the corner of mouths. Trail, define white sauce. Any sauce is white. Any, so you talking about tartar sauce? Tartar ranch, ranch mayonnaise, mayonnaise. What else? All of sour them. cream. Sour cream. That's a lot of sauces. I've never tasted them. Next thing you're going to say is you don't play spades. I whipped your ass in spades the last time we played. Lies we Next. tell. Lies we tell. Yeah. Proceed. If you want to get. If you don't Can want we get to get to my only thought for the day, please? Since you want to talk about my spades playing. Mm-hmm. So my only thought for the day is, as I sit in front of this camera right now, my back is on fire. So, I have a herniated disc in my back. The other day, I was sitting outside. I just got up from my chair. And all of a sudden... It slipped again. My back is inflamed. I can't walk. It hurts. And right now, I'm hurting. I'm in pain right now. Oh, yeah. As we have this conversation, mm. I'm in pain. You, and I'm like, I'm so tired of waking up with stuff. I'm, I'm about to say I'm about to say curse word. You about to say shit. Yeah. <laughs> I'm all so right. tired of stuff hurting when I wake up. Damn. Like, you ever wake up in the morning and some random stuff start hurting? I've had pain in the morning, for sure. It's ridiculous. Like, when you wake up in the morning now, let me ask you a question. This is at the midlife crisis. Mm-hmm. Does stuff crack when you wake up in the morning now? Yeah, I got things that crack. Yeah, what crack? Bones. 
But knees <laughs> and ankles. Knees and ankles mostly. Knees and ankles. Oh man, do you have to stretch when you wake up in the morning? I should stretch. Not yet, man. I just get up and walk off, but I need to stretch. Bro, I'm I'm tired of this. I'm I need to unleash myself from these ailments. I used to think, you know, people used to tell you when you get older that things ain't the same. That's a fact, Jack. And I was like, nah, I can still do the stuff I used to do and I'm gonna be good forever. And now I'm not. And mm. I don't like this at all, my nigga. So what else don't, don't uh act right since you got older? Oh man. Well, <clears throat> it's a lot of stuff. <laughs> <laughs> do tell. Do tell? Do tell. So all right, so first things first, not only does this stuff hurt, but I don't recover as fast as I used to. So when I get sick now, mm-hmm. it used to be like one day. One day. And I'd be good. Yep. Now I'm down for about five. Five, that gun. It's ridiculous. The other thing, mm-hmm. if I drink, mm-hmm. I used to be able to drink all the way till three, four o'clock on a weekday. Right. Wake up, go to work at seven o'clock in the morning, and be like, "Good morning." Mm-hmm. That shit don't work no more. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now I need three naps during the day and three days to recover. That's a fact, Jack. What's changed for you? I'll tell you, man. Uh, a couple things that changed for me. My memory. Mm. I can't remember. You really don't remember shit. I can't remember shit. Not details. Mm. I, I can remember concepts. I can remember how I felt in the space. I can remember all the macro things, but the micro things can't remember a damn thing. I think I need to walk around with like a tape recorder. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You should. I should. You should get one. Yeah, I think I am gonna get. We're gonna get recorder. you a TNT at least recorder. I want that for Christmas, cuz. I got you covered. I, I I can dig that. All right. Yeah, let's talk about it. So, what's the most important thing we should talk about today? Today's gonna be serious. Oh shit. So I need, I need, hold on. My mama said I'd be cussing too much on the podcast. You do, you need to tailor it down. You know what I said when she said it? In my mind, I said, shit. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, I talk to your mom about this. So today, we're going to talk about a very serious topic, right? Because you and I are in a very special space in our lives. You and I are both girl dads. Yes. So today, we want to talk about the girl dad experience, the good, the bad, and the scary as hell, or scary as f. Scary as scary f. as fuck. I'm sorry, I just had to cuss one time. It's all good. One time is enough. It is. It is what it is. So, man, let's keep this thing off. What you think? What do you think about being a girl dad, man? Oh man, being a girl dad has been amazing. Tell me why. It's been amazing because it's like a a very neutral space. Ooh. It's a very uh, unconditional space. Yeah. But I've been. I've had to like face myself, man. Like little girls don't care. They don't. They don't care. Well, at they, all. they they care, but it's like it's like a. Uh, it's hard to explain, really. They're like a mirror. They pro, they pro, they they project yourself at you, whereas I would imagine little boys like try to become you. Bro, I will tell you this. I've learned more about myself being a girl dad than I've ever learned about myself in my life. Yeah. What's the number one thing that uh, your daughter taught you about yourself you didn't realize? My daughter has taught me. A lot of things. So shout out to Kinsley. Kinsley's my girl. Queen Kinsley. Queen Kinsley. Queen, if you're hearing this girl, I love you. I just want you to know that. I got your slime licks coming. <laughs> but listen, my daughter has taught me, number one, she's taught me to release ego. She's taught me how to have patience. She's taught me how to tap into emotions. that Emotions that I didn't even know I had. Mm-hmm. Like, I'll tell you this, man. This this is a very vulnerable thing for me. I feel like I've learned more, or I've, I've learned more about myself as a man, being a, a girl dad, than I have being a husband. 
Mm. That makes sense to me, though, actually. It's it's one of those things where I've learned that through my daughter, I should have been taking better care of the little girl and my wife. Yeah. And I don't know if I was doing that as effectively as I could been could have been because I wasn't as in tune. Yeah. What'd you think? I would agree with that, man. Uh, it definitely forces you to assess how capable you are of nurturing anything. Yes. Period, right? Uh, it's also a great compass on how you were raised and, yeah. and like the the type of compassion you received from your parents growing up. So Facts. When Goldie was born, um, when she did something or if I was reflecting back, I would be like, yeah, I would have did that same thing to Goldie. But then I could easily be like, no, nah, I would never say that to Goldie. Yeah. Uh, that doesn't, that's not like shade on my people, but uh, it's just a natural compass, right? And you're not going to get it perfect, but it's very, very interesting the way that it goes. Bro. Um, it's, Bro. A, it's a clean slate. They, and they, they see you as like, so it's almost like there, there's this added pressure, right? Because you are now everything to a being. But being everything to a little girl is different because I don't have the girl experience. Mm-hmm. So I've had to tap into spaces that I don't know if if I would have if I didn't have a little girl. Mm-hmm. So she has challenged me in a way. So I'll give you an example, mm-hmm. right? So today she wanted to play with someone right. in the neighborhood, mm-hmm. right? And she told the little girl across the street, she was like, yeah, just come to my house. Right. And I was like, no, you can't do that. Right. Like, you didn't ask me. Mm-hmm. You didn't get my permission. Yeah. And I was like a little annoyed because I was in the middle of work and all this other kind of stuff, right? And what I did was I had to reflect. I was like, why am I upset? Right? Mm-hmm. I was upset because I didn't have a plan or I didn't know the unknown. And so it, it made me, I, the control I'm used to having, I didn't have. Mm-hmm. Right? And she, she does this often. And so I've had conversations with her. So instead of just getting mad at her, what I did was 10 minutes later, I said, hey, come here, let me talk to you. Mm-hmm. And I said, here's why I want you to ask for permission. Here's how you do it. Mm-hmm. I'm not mad at you. I'm not upset with you. Mm-hmm. I need you to understand the why behind it. Right. I need you to understand um, why it makes me feel the way I feel. Mm-hmm. And I'm not mad. So give me a hug. Here's how you do it. And I taught her what to do. So Because she, when I started fussing at her, she got a little teary-eyed. Yeah. And that, like, tore me apart, bro. Yeah. I was like, oh, I've, I've upset my baby. And I didn't mean to, but that's what space I was in. But right. I, I just don't know if... I had a son if I would have responded the same way. So you tell me, like, what's been, like, your experiences with having a girl that emotionally like that? Yeah, so let's unpack that, though. Mm-hmm. You know, the authenticity is where we at, right? Yeah. So I understand you change, you, you change your behavioral response to your feelings in that moment with Kimsley, right? Mm-hmm. But I'm interested in what were you feeling and why were you feeling it? Yeah. Unpack all that. Let's unpack it. So, number one, I, I use the word control. Mm-hmm. Right, so I need to understand what my environment is, why it is what it is. Um, I need to have a plan in place. I'm used to that in my life. Yep. Well, sometimes when she gets excited yeah. as a little girl, she's not going to think through all that, whereas I am. So what I have to do, what I've had to learn to do was face my fear of not being in control or being prepared for a situation, just mm-hmm. learn how to roll with it, mm-hmm. right? So I've had to face that fear. Mm-hmm. Um, but secondly... I've also had to not demonize her for her normal human behavior, right. which is I'm excited about playing with my friend. 
Exactly. That's it. And so it took a lot. That I mean, it takes a lot, bro. It does because I mean, at the end of the day, man, you're constantly fighting this battle of uh, subconsciously. Mm-hmm. Our job is to prepare our children for their lives. That's it. Oftentimes, what happens is parents spend a lot of time uh, preparing their children for what they experienced in their lives in the past. Mm-hmm. So that's like uh, your angst. That's it. My and, anxiety. And all that versus versus her being in the present. We in the past or the future. Yep. You know, as a parent, all the time, your kid is in the present. Yes, it. With that, and that's the safest space. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So uh, I would say little girls are very, very good at keeping you in the present. Bro. And that forces you to actually face things because you can't get to the present if you like have high anxiety yeah. or if you have high fears. Yep. Right. So because when is in the future, when is in the past, a little girl will force you to get into the present with her. And yes, if you it. want to be with the little girl and you want to play with her and make her feel good, you are forced to join the present. So let's think about that, right? Mm-hmm. If you got hang- high anxiety or high fear, mm-hmm. that means you rarely live in the present. That's a fact, Jack. Then you have a daughter. Yeah. And you have to figure out how to live there more often than not. So if you become a good girl dad, you absolutely must address all those fears and anxieties if you want to be able to even live in the present with her. That's a fact, man. It's like <laughs> it, it, that mirror you talked about. Yeah. So it shows you all your gaps. Yep. All your gaps. Mm-hmm. And so a, a little girl is in in two ways, right? So I think about two ways. A little girl is the biggest mirror to you, right? Mm-hmm. So she makes you understand stuff about yourself that you never understood. But she also brings out the beast in you because your protective nature goes to a thousand. And so you want no one to hurt her. You want no one to be able to um, take advantage of her. You want no one to be able to um, make her feel bad about herself, all those things. But also there's this fear of not being adequate in that space too. Mm-hmm. Um, because, you know, no matter what you do, I don't know if there's a blueprint blueprint for getting it right all the time. That's true, man. That's very, very true. There is no blueprint. So, would you want to protect the little boy the same way that you would want to protect your little girl? That's a that's a that's a that's a loaded question, man. But but let I, me let me rephrase it. Do you think that you would raise a little boy mm-hmm. the same way you would raise a little girl um, if you had a little boy first? No. The no. answer is no. Why? Because I know the boy experience. Now, I'm not saying the boy experience is a good one all the time. What I am saying though is is that. Boys tend to be way more grounded in activity, doing things with them, teaching them lessons, helping them to understand what is what it is to be a man. What a little girl does for me is make me become in touch with my emotions, mm-hmm. makes me become more vulnerable, makes me become more, um, what's the word I'm looking for, um, more seen. Yeah. You see what I mean? Little boy, I can just go play ball with him and I'm there. I'm present. I'm ready to go. Now, I'm not saying that's right. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying what my experience is. Yep. In my experience, I never experienced a bunch of emotion. Yep. I never experienced a bunch of like care from a dad. Like, it's more like, all right, let's go play baseball. Yep. Let's go play basketball. Right. Let's go play football. Right. And we're going to do an activity and I'm going to feel like I want to re- reciprocate or, uh, idolize whatever it is that my dad did well. That's right. That's it. Yeah. There was never a lot of taps into emotion. Right. With a little girl, I can do all those things, but if I don't get it right emotionally, I could scar her for life, bro. It's funny you say that, man. 
I actually agree with you. I don't think that I, I would have raised a son nearly as well as I would now after having a daughter first. Mm. Um, Unpack that for me. So right now, if I had a son second, I would raise that son emotionally the same way I'm raising my daughter. Yeah, yeah. But um, I would not be capable of doing that if I had a little boy first. And you, you touched on much of it, right? So when you have a little girl, you have no idea what their life journey is. Mm-hmm. So you're more willing to be a guide. Yes. You're more willing to learn, understand, accept, absorb, and guide. That's it. Right? When a little boy, If I would have had a little boy first, guess what? I'm the subject matter expert in that space. <laughs> I'm the subject I'm the matter sweet. expert of your whole entire life. Yeah. It's constant coaching. It's constant development. It's constant teaching. And it prevents, it w- I would have prevented a son from finding their identity, uh, their emotional space, and their just mental space, period. And I, I could break it down to a real simple example of mm-hmm. the difference. All right, so let's say I'm throwing a ball on y'all with a son. Yeah. Throwing a ball, throwing a ball, right? <laughs> throwing a ball. Ball hurts son. Yeah. Son bends over in pain. Yeah. Crying or whatever. I, there's two things going to happen. One or two. Yeah. And I'm still, I'm not talking about extreme stuff. I still love it and caring, right? Uh, exactly. I'm going to go over there, and I'm either going to, one, try to influence him and tell him he's okay. Mm-hmm. You're okay. You are. You're all right. You're all right. Shake you're it right. Get up. Or two, I'm going to ask him if he's all right. Mm-hmm. And then I'm going to tell him what he can do to become all right faster next time. Exactly. And then I'm going to be like, all right, now that you're all right, let me tell you how to prevent yourself from hurting yourself. And, uh, this Coach is how you. This, this is how you catch it. So let's think about that for a second. And let me think about. Uh, let's pause there for a second. Let's say the same thing happened with Goldie. Mm-hmm. Throwing the ball, throwing the ball with Goldie. Mm-hmm. Goldie get hurt by the ball, bends over with ball. I'm gonna go over there, and I don't have any idea what it's like to be a little girl. Yeah. Or to grow up and become a young lady or a woman. Mm-hmm. So I'm gonna go over there, and I'm be like, "Are you okay, baby? Is there anything you need? Is there anything you want? Is there anything I could do?" Are you okay? Yep. I would never try to influence her, first of all. Second of all is, I'm going to ask if she want to keep playing when she does. Exactly. I'm yeah. like, do you want to keep she, doing this she shit? She got to just push through. Or whatever. But the little boy is going to the next play. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? So what that does is look at how much space, just in that one interaction, yeah. the difference is between, for me, just my experience, between a little boy and a little girl, right? Mm. So then it becomes a matter of uh, you're guiding little girl, you're influencing little boy. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But if that's what we know, that's what we know until we do differently. That's it. But now, if I had a little boy, I would give that little boy hugs and kisses and affirmations and do you want to keep playing this stuff or not at four or five years old, exactly. six, seven. Exactly. The same way. Because, you know, as a young black boy in America, you do have to be prepared for that, right? Yeah. But you, part of your preparation is emotional space. That's it. And being able to express that space and understand it and all that. Dude, you just unpacked a lot. Yeah. Because there's there's a lot of little boys out there right now who just wish that somebody would take care of them emotionally. The sad thing is they don't know it's happening. Yeah. They won't know it till they're older, though. They won't know that they never thought about it on their own, but that's also where the performing for love comes into play. Ooh, now, performing for love. So that same example, man, that boy, you know, that's just a pause in his game. Yep. He didn't get no love. The, the dad was loving him in his way. In his way. But he wasn't receiving love, right? He was tr- he was receiving, how can I get on to the next play? Yeah, you just made me so, throw another drink. So I could continue to perform, right? So the little boy is constantly performing to mimic or please the subject matter expert. Mm. 
which is usually his dad. Let yeah. me tell you something. We're going to have a whole episode. You ready for it? I, look, we're going to have to get prepared for that episode. That's it. It's going to be about, it's going to be called Daddy Issues. Mm-hmm. And we're going to talk about it from the male and the female female perspective. But that's a whole, that's a whole other thing because yeah. I can, I know for sure I did a lot of performing for love. I think, I think many men in our community perform for love and then it transcends into your marital space, your intimate space and the you, social space, your social space where you have to perform in order to, to receive love yeah. or receive clout or whatever it may be. Um, I know that I was programmed to perform for love. Boy. And it wasn't just from my parents. It's yeah. just what it is, it's right? society, man. But I had to make a commitment to not do that in recent years because performing for love creates a miserable-ass life. Yeah. And a lot of our previous generations, they had to perform for love, too. Yeah. Even harder than us, right? Way harder. They could perform really well and not get any love, right? But guess what happens to somebody who performs for love when they're, when they're, not, they're not performing? What's that? They ain't shit. Ooh. To themselves. Ooh. And anybody else. I, I need everybody in the audience to stay tuned for the episode because we're going to dig into that. Think about that, man. You just, look, let me see. Let me, let me take If you sip. perform for love and that's the only time you feel love, when you ain't performing, you ain't shit. You not ish. I told you I'm trying to stop cussing as much. Well, you try that shit if you want to. You cuss all the time. <laughs> all right. So let me ask you this, man. Yeah. What's some of your biggest fears when it comes to raising your daughter? Oh, God. <laughs> Fear number one, mm-hmm. if my daughter decides that she wants to experience an F boy, if she wants to date the bad boy, if she wants that experience, because ain't nothing about me, quote unquote, a bad boy. Mm-hmm. And so, not necessarily because, it's not necessarily about her wanting to experiment with someone like that. Right. It's really going to be about me feeling that I failed her, that she, that I didn't do good enough job to where she would want someone that illustrated, implemented the qualities that I do. Are you worried about the person or the outcome? Both. Okay. I'm worried about both of them. Because all boys are F-boys at some point in life. Agree. I mean, 13 through 16, everybody F-boy. Yeah. Well, no, no. I was an F-boy. I'm sorry. Well... You might be that boy, but I wasn't that sure. boy. <laughs> call it what you it's want. Called, it's called. Uh, I was not that boy. Nah. In mm. fact, in fact, I was a nice guy. I was a nicer guy too. Ah, oh, bullshit. I was a nice I guy. I call bullshit. My, I'm just saying, man. I was growing and evolving. And I had that chemical stuff imbalance. So I was a fiend, bro. But I, carry I, on. I, I was a fiend too, but I was, I was, I was, I was a nice guy. I wasn't an f boy. Keep going, man. I mean, so you're afraid of that phase, bad boy, and all that. I'm afraid of that phase. So because because here here's why. Not that I don't want her to have space to explore. It's because of the potential ramifications of that phase, right? So if you go through a phase and you you come out not unscarred, but you don't come out with no babies. You don't come out with no tremendous trauma. You know, you just come out with some lessons. That's cool with me. But if you come out with a baby and an STD, yeah. then now I'm going to feel some <laughs> kind of way. That's a whole other thing, bro. Yeah, I feel that, man. I'm also very scared of Goldie just choosing a, a decent human being, period. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But we also, I have very deep confidence, right, that if you put a young lady on game, give yeah. her game, be straight up about that shit, don't don't um, try to shelter her. Mm-hmm. Don't try to keep her from it. 
let it go experiences and come back and talk to you about it. And that's a great experience in life. Because, you know, F-boys aren't always successful, you know. They they just play the numbers game. <laughs> they're not successful, homes. Right. Don't get it twisted. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I get it. Like, like they, they're just trying to they trying to smash fifty. You know what I mean? They might they might get five or ten yeah. in, in, in that age group, right? They'll so find just make sure Goldie and Kiss ain't one of them. I don't think they will be. Uh, but let's talk about like serious shit. Like I'm I'm scared of like molestation and Ooh. kidnapping and shit like that. And the reason why I'm scared of that, man, because I watched this documentary or yeah. something recently. Where they interviewed this dude that used to kidnap and molest kids. This, oh, Lord. He was in jail for like Lord. a long time, right? When he got out, he did an interview and said all the things he would look for in a in a little girl if he wanted to kidnap or molest. Such as I need to know exactly. So there were some basic things. Uh, they looked for lonely kids sitting out like by themselves somewhere. Well, that that makes sense, right? Okay, yeah. All right. Uh, he said he would never fool with nobody with a, a male presence in the home, or especially not multiple men. Mm-hmm. So I think this is important because Kinsley and Goldie got seven, eight, nine dudes, <laughs> ten. Got all kind of uncles and about, cousins and everything. Nobody's going to come right here. You know what I'm saying? Better not. They grow up around a lot for you. of strong men. Our whole crew around here, that's a natural protector, right? We don't play that So shit. I felt confident, confident, right? Yep. And then he said the biggest thing that he looks for. What's that? He said that he will always prey on any child that understands the definition and how to keep it secret. Ooh. Unpack that. That means if your child is taught to keep secrets, yeah, hold secrets, and really understands what a secret is and how important it is, mm-hmm. they will are much more highly inclined to get molested or kidnapped. So, so let's define secret. All I know is I'm getting somewhere. Yeah, I don't use the word secret around Goat at all. I don't want her to keep it secret. Yeah. Or none of that shit. I don't want her to say secret. You know I'm extreme though. Yeah. Like, I just don't say the word secret. Like yeah. no secret bullshit. I want. I want her. I want, you could call it. Let's call it plant. Plant. All right. Can you keep this plant? Yeah. So that means a molester gonna be like, can you keep a secret? She gonna be like, what the fuck is that? <laughs> <laughs> what is that? To get older, you know, I'm being colorful about it, but I yeah. never really thought about it, man. But you know, we just last episode. Talk about how family secrets kill families. Yeah. Well, secrets could also get kids kidnapped. That guy. I'm so fucking secret. Fucking secret. I'm sorry. I'm not supposed to be saying f word, but I don't care. Oh, now you now you don't want to curse. I don't give a damn. Let's See? go. See, yeah, that's 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 like that's scary to me, man. Like, especially the fact that like molestation tends to happen around people that they know well. Mm-hmm. That's scary to me. Let me ask you this, man. What you gonna do uh, when, if Kendrick come on say she was smoking weed, or when she come on high? Oh Lord. First things first, I'm gonna send her to. Never mind, I can't say that. I'm, I was gonna say, gonna say no, I can't. Auntie? I was gonna say I'm gonna send her to an auntie. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna send her to an auntie because her auntie, her auntie <laughs> know about all this. You know, I, I'm not the subject matter expert here, but her auntie can tell her what to do, how to do it, when to do it. She gonna give a game. Yeah, so you're gonna make sure if she's gonna smoke weed, she knows how she, to smoke. She it. knows how to smoke it. She knows what to look for. She knows how to uh, position herself when she's doing it. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm gonna send it to the subject matter expert. I think that's dope, man. See, we, you can't shelter little girls because we're scared of boys. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Um, Goldie gonna know that Netflix and chill means he don't like you. He wants sex. You that's know what it. I'm saying? Uh, if you want to drink something, let me teach you how to drink. Don't mix brown and white. Don't drink no punches. That's it. You know what I'm saying? If you go and smoke some reefer, 
you know, especially those college years, learn how to roll your own shit. You exactly. might as well practice and roll it. Might as well. Otherwise, you might as well do it together. You might as well do. You know, say sit there and just figure that shit out, bro. I'm I'm with you. I'm not I'm not like about this sheltering shit. Not at all. Because to me, like, I want the experiences to be with me first. Mm-hmm. Now I don't want them to be irresponsible. I don't want her friends around mm-hmm. while she's doing it. But I, what I need her to understand is, I ain't stupid. Mm-hmm. I respect you and your decisions that you make. Yep. But I also need you to understand what are the consequences of doing this. Fact. For example, first time I ever took a drink. Yep. Because I was goody two shoes in high school. Yep. I ain't going to lie to you. And it rolled I never took a drink. I never took a smoke. I never did none of that stuff. I didn't take my first drink until I was a, uh, halfway through my first year of college. Well, you're making up for lost time with this dope I, I, I am right now. <laughs> but um, I didn't know what the feeling was. Yeah. So the first time I ever drank. <laughs> Y'all don't tell nobody this story. Don't tell nobody else. First time I ever drank, I was drinking stuff like Sky Blue. You remember them? Yeah, I remember that. Or Bacardi Silver. Yeah. I had my cousin came home from school or from he was in the military. He bought us some of this stuff. And I drank that stuff, man. I ended up in the in the goddamn uh what do you call it? Shower. I was in the shower. Mm-hmm. Butt naked <laughs> with the shower running on me because I could not move. So your lack of experience turned your placebo up. Oh, bro, I was done. Yeah, I was done. But I, I had no zero experience mm-hmm. in that space. So mm-hmm. imagine I was thinking about my daughter. I was like, imagine if she never had an experience where she understood the effects of alcohol, and she wasn't with me when she did it. Right. I I don't care. I'm I'm teaching her. I'm showing her. I'm gonna get her drunk. I'm gonna get her drunk. I'm gonna her feel it. I'm gonna her feel the after hangover. I'm gonna help feel the BC powders. She's gonna need the Gatorades. She's gonna need all the things because I need her to understand you can do this, but you better have a limit. But that's called a guide. Yeah. That's called a guide. I'm with it. Me, on the other hand, I sneak and do whatever the hell I want it. <laughs> I sneak off and do it. Mm-mm. You know what I'm saying? Now, so when you got drunk for the first time, I didn't start drinking until older. You know what I mean? I was smoked a little bit of reefer or something like that growing up. But uh, drinking wasn't my thing until I got to college. Uh, I got you. See you know what I'm saying? But, man, I'm going to be real with you. What you said resonates resonates with me because I'm an army kid. I wasn't sheltered. My parents did a great job not sheltering me. That's good. I, young parents, when I was a boy going into a man, I could tell you that I was prepared for a lot of stuff. So when I went to college, I would see people like you. And other people tripping, I'd be like, what the hell wrong with y'all? Because you'd have been there done that. Because I was at the strip club about 15, 16. My parents don't even know that. All right, I'm sorry, y'all. I would have yeah, been like, wow. I was out there, I, I was out there at the strip club about 15, 16, but I didn't have any friends my age growing up. They were all older. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Uh, but I think what you're saying is important to create kind of experiences, not create them, yeah. right? But if you know it's going down, don't shut it down because they're more informed. They'd be like, no, don't smoke that. Smoke this. Don't let him roll your blood. What you doing, girl? Does you let him pull your drink? Oh, Lord. Does that make me a bad parent? No, it doesn't. You don't know what you're gonna do, how you're going to handle it yet, but your intention is not to shelter, which is good. Because I'm going to make sure Goldie knows all the game. All of it. She ain't going to be, you ain't going to be taking her to no cheap restaurants. She might act like old oyster girl. So she can't go to Cheesecake Factory? All I know is I'm trying to make her stand up high. Go to go everywhere. I want her to have nice experiences. Be treated kindly at all times and all that. A uh, boy coming to date Goldie, mm-hmm. boy they gonna have, boy they gonna do so, a lot. So he can't che- take it to Cheesecake Factory. That's hey, that's on them. I don't care. <laughs> all I know is she better like him a lot. She'll go, but see she'll never act like that. That's the point. 
Okay. She'll go in there. She ain't gonna never act like that girl acted. She's gonna go in there and eat. And then she's gonna see what's going down. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? But you just lost a couple points. That's, That's it. it. You can lose points. That's cool. But you can that means you can get out that hole too. That's it. She doesn't know how to make her standards known. That's that. a fact, Jack. So how do you think you show up for uh Kinsley emotionally? Mm. Like if she was looking at you, if you close your eyes and you really close, thought about close my eyes. You really thought about uh how you act day over day with Kinsley. Like are you active with her? Are you engaged with her? Do you just keep her busy? <sighs> do you uh do you respond to things or mm. do you proactively do things? Give me all that. I'm meditating right now. I'm trying to understand it. So the truth of the matter is, yes and no. That was a lot that I asked you to go yeah, through. Yeah, you asked me like 14 questions. But what I will say is this. I am intentional about my gaps. So when I realize there's been spaces where I've been pushing off too much, mm-hmm. or, hey, I gotta go to work. Mm-hmm. Hey, I don't have time today. Um, hey, I'm tired. I am intentional about saying, you know, I have to push through that. Okay. Because... Too many of those becomes neglect. It becomes uh, resentment from her. And so I'm conscious of that. Now, I'm not saying I get it all right. Yeah. Because sometimes I am too tired. Sometimes I'm just, I don't have the capacity for it. Sometimes I don't have the energy for it. Sometimes so I don't gaps? have it all, none of that. Huh? What are your gaps? So my, big, my biggest gaps are making space for my daughter after I've extended space in the corporate working world. Yeah, if you stress out. If I'm stressed out, if I feel like I've had a long day. Yeah. Um. Sometimes, Get, sometimes I'm just like, I ain't got it, babe. Like, yeah. you gotta go in here and fix your own noodles. You gotta go. Ch- now she's eight years old now. Yeah. So because she's older now, I don't feel as bad. Now if she was younger, if she's like five. I, I can't even do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're in my space. You can't, boy. I can't do shit. Let me. What are you most proud of, growth wise? Like, what's something that you was a guy that you felt like you closed? Oh, I, I definitely closed the. Emotional intelligence gap. That's me, it. Me. That's a broad. That's a broad ass statement, Troy. Nope. You, it, that covers a, from here to California. It don't matter. You go. Let me talk. Where we at in Chicago? Let me talk. God mm-hmm. damn it. So what I'm saying is, I was not conscious of how my tone, how my um, energy, how my um, criticism affected her. Mm-hmm. Before, because I thought I was, I'm used to coaching. That's what I do. Mm-hmm. So what I had to learn was take care of her emotions. Yeah. I had to learn how to take care of the fact that she doesn't know the things I think she knows. Mm-hmm. Right. I had to learn how to say, let me explain this to you. Let me give you the roadmap to how to fix it. Not just criticize you for it. Mm-hmm. That's hard, bro. Because I'm used to just being like, all right, he go to answer. Blah, blah, blah. You good? That's it. So let's talk about path forward. If you had to say one thing, one thing you could do, and if you did this one thing correctly, you'd have been a good dad despite flaws. What would it be? Like what? What, what would be like a mantra? More of a mantra, something you can do going forward. Mm, that's a good question. You, you got to prepare me for this kind of question, bro. Shit, you know what I'm talking about, girl, dad. <laughs> but you, ain't, I ain't prepared for this question. Hey, just think about it, then. While Troy is thinking. Let me just go ahead. You, you answer the question first. It's very simple. Every single time I interact with GoDaddy, I'm creating a memory. Okay. Period. Every single time you interact with anybody in your life, you're creating a memory. 
Do you want the, your memory to be something positive, negative, or nothing? Do you want someone to remember you just your lessons? Do you want them to remember just when you showed up, you know, when they need you? Do you want them to remember you just laying down, chilling? Do you want them to just remember X, Y, or Z? Mm-hmm. All I know is I'm in control of the memories. Yeah. So that means is I'm going to say yes to everything that won't hurt me or them. Mm. Period. Period, man. It took me a while to get here. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? So that, I ain't there yet. It's okay. Just understand you're only creating memories. So think think about this shit. When you think about think about somebody in your life that's been really good to you. It could be like an older cousin or mm-hmm. uncle or whatever. Like uh, you know, you and I don't have like a lot of close family mm-hmm. experience. You know what I mean? But do you have anybody in your life that you could think back to that left good memories? Yeah. All right. When's the last time you talked to them? It's been a long time. But those memories live. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? Mm. That's what we are to people. It's memories. Period. Your memories, man. Do, do you want to be a good memory, a bad memory? We're going to be a mixed bag regardless, right? Yeah. But uh, when there's an opportunity to create a good one, you got to get up every time. Mm. I can't, that's, that's I can't some, leave that on the table. That's some food for thought right there. I can't leave it on the table, Holmes. Like, I'm just a memory. Yeah. When I leave this earth, I become a memory. I feel you. So what that means is the good, bad, the ugly, right? Mm-hmm. If there's a memory right there I could capture, and all I, all I have to do is get up or be kinder yeah. or be gentler or take five, ten steps or walk down the street, I don't care. That is a memory that I cannot let me pass by. Bro, I feel like you just unleashed some people tonight. Yeah, I think I might unleash you. No, I'm, I'm, I'm unleashed. <laughs> I'm, I'm unleashed. I'm thinking about it. I'm understanding it. Let me tell y'all, Troy's unleashed. He's not going to tell me for maybe two years, but he's unleashed. Oh, well. <laughs> it, it, it is what it is, brother. All right, talk to me. What we got? I don't know, man. So listen, what's going to happen the first time your daughter come to you? And she want to go out to the club. I don't care. You don't care? What if she come out of you with, like, a freedom dress on? Look, man. I'm just going to tell you. Don't, don't be breathing hard now, nigga. So I'm going to tell you, like, now, good going to know all the game, man. She's, I, I got to teach her to peep out suckers and real dudes. Mm-hmm. Period. Or just re- suckers and real people. It don't even matter. You understand what I'm saying? I just need her to not need love. I need her to not need attention. I need her to not go there. Worried about being filled up. I want her to just go, just to go. As long as I can feel good that she's going because she want to, <laughs> and not because she just needs something. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Or it's not because they fill in the gap. You know, as long as I can fill this gap, man. Go ahead and do your thing, man. Look, you're not gonna be the bad goatee. Yeah, she's not. She she trailing Lee son. First of all, that's a natural filter. Can't nobody walk up on goatee. She she has a natural scowl. Imagine a beautiful chick uh, with a scowl on her face and just sitting there chilling. First of all, you gotta have certain guts to holler at her in the first place, and you better get that shit right the first time. And you you can't be like no Netflix and chill. Even if she want, even if she does want to have sex with a boy, right? Mm-hmm. She's gonna know not to do that shit fast. She could already know that. I'm just I'm not, I'm not gonna make her not want to have sex. Mm-hmm. I'm like, look, man, if you want to have sex, okay, you can't give up control in the process, but you also can't be no like like uh, unreasonable person. You know what I'm saying? Like, don't be dragging people. Like, if you're going to do it, do it. 
but make sure you do it under X, Y, and Z con- conditions. Make sure you, you've established this, you've established that. Don't, be, let, don't let him bag you, take you home at the club. You dig what I'm saying? Don't let him do this and that the third. Make sure that uh, he kicks you with you in the daytime and that he'll call you, hit you up, meet you out the daytime, and don't be looking around and shit. I'm going to give her all the game. I don't know, bro. I think you got a lot of idealistic expectations. Hey, look, 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 I'm not saying like. What you mean? Tell me more. What, I'm saying, that, what I'm saying is, is I'm li- un- no. What I'm saying, I'm about, to, I'm about to unleash this. Yeah, unleash that. I believe that no matter how many, how much game you give, you can teach all the lessons. You can give the rubric. You can give the blueprint. You can write up the, everything you want. Mm-hmm. I think there's going to become a season where they want to figure it out for themselves. Now, I do believe they'll come back to the teachings. Mm-hmm. Right? But I do believe there's a season where I don't think we're going to have as much control as we think we have. I only want her to have good human beings around, right? Mm-hmm. So what that means is if I give her all the game, right, said boy, hypothetically, mm-hmm. knows that game too and more to even be able to get to able to talk to her. Like, you can't be no bottom level. Mm-hmm. Food and we go. You just can't. Like she, that, that, I'm talking about a standard. Like okay. she's, she's still going to go through the F boys. Yeah. She's still going to go through the bad boys. Yep. She's still going to go experiment, right? Yep. But it's not going to be the lower level where you just get this baseline-ass game, some basic stuff. You're going to have to be mm. fairly – that means that F boy is probably smart. Okay. You know what I'm saying? That means he, he might be able to you know, shoot his game. He might be successful, but he, he got to be smart. He also gonna have to be a little bit tougher. He can't be like no punk ass boy. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know what I mean? He's gonna also have to be a little bit disciplined and shit like that. Like you, you know, you can't just be rolling up any kind of way to go there. I'm talking about those types of things. Those, mm. that, I'm talking about raising the bar that's gonna already proceed. That's where a disconnect is. I don't. I'm not suggesting that what you're saying won't happen, mm-hmm. and that we can control that. But what I can do is decide on what level on the elevator it happens on. So let's say we're in a skyscraper and there's 20 floors on the, on the uh, skyscraper. Okay. I won't go to be at least on the top, down, like to be on, on that gun floor 17, 18, 19. So if you're going to so, be doing something. So what you're saying is. Don't be on the, the bottom. So what you're saying is the, the, the bottom is, 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 is a higher bottom. What? What yeah. you're saying is. What, that's what you're saying. Yes, you, you're I'm raising the floor. You're raising the floor. Yeah, exactly. But like I said, we can raise the floor. Ah, right, you can raise the floor. You don't think you can raise the floor? I believe I can raise the flow, just like you believe you can raise the flow. But you have already raised the floor. Listen, Kinsley has been to nicer places at nine years old mm-hmm. than some of the boys that were holler at her in college, Troy. So that means they can't come and just impress her, bro. Even if you raise the bar and the standard a million times, it's still gonna happen. It's still a possibility of the bar being met below the bar on what you set. That's the difference between her dating. Johnny, mm-hmm. right? That works at Corporate America. Okay. And her dating Johnny that works at Food Line. All right. So we can raise that bar, can we? So let me ask you a question. One last question before we before we finish. Do you consider yourself a good father? Yes. Yes. That's it? I do. I think I'm a great father because of how much time, attention, and effort I spend trying to become one. I haven't achieved it yet. Yeah. But um, that's all a good father can do. I will tell you this, from me to you, you're a great father. Thank you, Troy. You're a great father. Thank you. And I watch you, I watch how you are with your daughter. I I admire how intentional you are. I admire how thoughtful you are. 
I admire the fact that your daughter loves the mess out of you, bro. Thank you, man. I really appreciate that. You, you're a great father, bro. Hey, I, I've learned so much from you, man. Yeah. I've learned your work. I've learned from your work. It's easy for me to be a great father because all my homies um, are great fathers. Yeah. I, I get to sit and watch and learn because I got the youngest kid, right? Yeah. So I used to be able to sit and watch and rack your brain. So, um, you know, um, I'm a product of a lot of different things, and, and my homies are, are a part of it for sure. You, you. Have, you have no idea how much you taught me. Thank you, man. I appreciate it. Just by you your that. spirit with your daughter. Yeah. And that's a real thing. I want people to know that. Thank you, bro. I appreciate that. That's um, that's something I can't express to you enough. Thank you. That's some unleashed stuff. That's unleashed. That's a fact, Jack. That's unleashed, bro. So listen, man, I'm going to close this out today because I think this has been a powerful, powerful conversation. I think people want to – I want people to connect with us. That's a fact, Jack. That's what I want people to do. I want, I want number one, I want any lady or woman or that's listening to this podcast, I want to know – what is it that your father did for you that you think was impactful in your life, mm-hmm. right? So that's number one. Yep. Number two, I want to know what the ladies wish they had from a father. Because we can learn a lot yep. from the audience in which we're talking to, right? Yep. But number three, I want to know from the fellas. I'm glad you went there because I was going to get there if you didn't. I want to know from the fellas what are the best practices. We're just trying to figure it out. You see our banter. Yeah. You see how we're trying to figure this thing out. Yeah. And look. <laughs> At the end of the day, we're not gonna agree on everything. Man, that's a fact, Jack. We, we just don't forget our feelings when we disagree. That's it. We just do what we do, yeah. and that's what this is about. It's about being unleashed. That's a fact. I got a best practice for you. That, What's the best that's practice working for me? So, you know how when you have children young, I got a five year old. Yeah. And you know, Kinsley's under ten. Yep. And we create all these activities and all these things for them to keep them busy, mm-hmm. which we should. That's perfect. But I think you should create a space. Yeah. Where you go out to eat or something, where there's no distractions, mm-hmm. and they just have to talk to you. Ooh. But you got to, there's an exchange. Oh, it's an exchange. No, you thought I was about to give you a soft life yeah, moment? I, I thought so. You thought it about to be a soft life yeah, where you just go, they start help talking? Help me understand. Oh, okay. Well, what you got to do is just, that's got to be the day where they realize daddy just don't give a damn. <laughs> you got to give, See, you got to give a. That's going to be hard for me, bro. You got to give a, I don't give a damn day. And, and you don't have to announce it. I don't give no dams? Listen, there, whenever I tell Goaty, we're going to a restaurant, just me and her. Yeah. Intuitively, she knows I don't give a damn. Oh lord, she knows I don't care. I don't, I'm not gonna I, be I, like, oh, like, don't do that, don't do that. I'm <laughs> getting anxiety <laughs> thinking about it, bro. I'll let her spill shit in the restaurant, cardboard and table, do whatever she want. <laughs> all that shit that we can do, yeah, I let her do all of it because that's those are just social norms not created by us anyway. Man. That's fear, right? After I let her do that a couple of times, she just started talking to me. I like that best practice. I'm I'm gonna try to adopt that, but I'm gonna need your help. I know. Cause that that ain't that ain't. <laughs> Lord, you, I, I, I mean, I'm here getting tense right now. Yeah, where can they find us, man? Man, look, everybody can find us. Look, first and foremost, what do we need you to do? We start a new segment. It's called Talk to TNT. So, in Talk to TNT, what we want to do is we want to understand what you want to know. What questions do you have? Um, what topics you want to talk about? Just email us at tntunleashedpodcast at gmail.com or just DM us. On Instagram, right? TNT Unleashed Podcast. Hit us up. But also find us on Instagram. Follow us on Instagram. Follow us on TikTok. Follow us on um, Facebook. We everywhere. We on threads. We on everything. So just follow us because this is going to be a journey. That's a fact, Jack. If you don't know, now you know. Because tonight, we got Unleashed. Let's get it. (laughs) I'm going to close this out. Hey, this has been TNT Unleashed Podcast with Trell and with Troy. This is the podcast where authenticity lives. Ego dies. We talk about life. 
to our relationships, talk about everything in between. Oh, you might laugh, you might cry, but we hope you leave unleashed. Unleashed.